0: it's margot tantow here welcome to windowsill chats a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious i am so glad you're here i've spent decades working with artists and being one myself i've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made how to put oneself out there and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. back. Windowsill chats. I'm so glad you're here. And if it is your first time visiting, glad you found me. This is a wonderful conversation today I'm having with Anna Huff. Some of you might have heard her before. She was on episode 119, and I certainly recommend listening to that too. But we dig into some different topics this time. When the pandemic hit, Anna knew she needed to do something different, but she did something she'd only ever dreamt of. She quit her teaching teaching job to pursue her own business. But what she found in the next few years was that what she thought her business would be really changed and evolved. And she had to look at old narratives that played over in her head and kind of realize that maybe it wasn't going to be I don't know, just a quick and easy answer. But what it did was brought her to what she knew was her soul's purpose, which was coaching others and specifically mindset coaching. And I don't know who of us couldn't use a little bit of that. Anna and I talk every once in a while and we met through a wonderful group. We were both in a mastermind group during the pandemic. And it was a great opportunity to get to know people from kind of different aspects of life that I wouldn't have otherwise. And it's been just great to keep in touch with these ladies over time and see how we're all evolving. We talk today about all things personal growth and mindset and the fact that this has to come first. So your foundation is set and you can grow from there and manage the beliefs you have or maybe some of the beliefs you need to kind of clear up. We talk about unpacking and looking and examining Kind of who we are and what we want to do with that. We talk about evolving. Uh, we talk about fear and leaning into it and how it's okay to be you. For instance, if you're multi passionate, which I know many of us are, lean in. We also touch on human design, which some of you may have heard about and Anna is very passionate about. As a business mindset coach, Anna works to empower women to pursue their passions and live in authentic alignment with who they were divinely designed to be. So take a thought about that and how it pertains to you. There's a little extra of this episode over in the Patreon that we recorded, kind of her three things you really need to do to align and a few other goodies as well. So if you're part of Patreon, you can find that there. And if not, go check it out. It's called in the windowsill. Anyway, enough from me. Here's a wonderful conversation with Anna Huff. Hey, Anna, thanks so much for coming back and hanging out with me in the windowsill.
1: I know. I'm so excited. I love the windowsill. (laughs) And thanks. Chatting with Margo anytime I get an opportunity to So
0: Thanks. Well, Anna and I were talking a couple of weeks ago and what we both said, we need to record this again because there's so many important things that you do with your work that apply to all of us really about mindset and imposter syndrome and how do you be your best self and all those things that, Mm -hmm. you know, are in front of us every day that we can embrace in whatever way it's showing up that day or not.
1: I know that was such a good conversation. And I remember going, we totally should have recorded that. Like it would have been so good, but that's okay. We'll just recreate it here and just
0: let's review
1: chat about it. Yeah.
0: So if people haven't heard you before, give us a quick version of who Anna Huff is.
1: Yeah. So I've been, a have been a little bit of everything. Um, I started out while I was teaching that was my you know career of, of choice right out of college and then really realized that I had like this creative spirit about me that hadn't really been given any opportunity to flourish and so I started blogging and from there I started my own business and I was doing social media managing and then I did a little bit of pinterest um and then I moved into some some blog coaching um but what I really found out was my love was all things personal growth and and mindset. Um, and really just through my own journey of, yeah. of having to deal with that, yeah. I fell in love with it and realized that it was, it was what I wanted to be able to pass on to other people because it's really powerful.
0: It is really powerful and it is the basis of it all. If we don't do that work, then the rest does not flow.
1: Exactly. And that's what I ran into was... I was pivoting and I don't I don't uh I don't take that for granted. I don't I don't regret pivoting. I learned a lot in every phase of my business up until this point, but what I realized was I was missing the foundation of of the mindset work and um it really became obvious that I had no other way to go but into that, into the deep inner work of what are my beliefs about myself and where did those come from? What stories am I telling myself about myself mm-hmm. um, and unpacking them and looking at them and examining them and not being afraid to do that, which can right. be scary.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and as I did it, I really stepped into this most organic, authentic me that mm. I had really wanted to be. Yeah. um and it felt so freeing and it felt so good and um i i was like okay i've got to share this with other people yeah. um and i also knew that it was what i was supposed to be doing you know when you get that feeling inside when you're like this is it this is this is my work um it's it's an incredible feeling and so that's where i'm at now
0: that's so important you know i think it's it's okay. Like often we don't think it's okay to evolve or, you know, we we always evolve, mm-hmm. but to change what we're doing. It's like, well, I paid all this money to go to school to do this or yeah. I've been hired and I'm working for these people and and they're lovely or you know, I've always wanted to be an yeah. art whatever it is. And then there's that little whisper of but this is this is tugging me. And I think you've done a really amazing job evolving because I met you um a couple of chapters ago. And a few few chapters ago, and you were so enthusiastic about the work you were doing and made those around you enthusiastic too. But it was really cool to watch you be like, no, this is what's speaking to me now. What what would you tell someone that's maybe wanting to evolve or kind of hearing those whispers and and it feels a little scary?
1: Mm. Well, I would question why it feels scary first. What's scary about it? a lot of times we're afraid of the fear itself or like we're scared because we're afraid to be scared,
0: Yeah. <laughs> but what yeah. we don't realize <laughs> is that
1: we're just, we're just scared anyway. Um, <clears throat> so just, you know, explore that a little bit is what I would say. Um, but also, you know, evolve, we're kind of taught that evolving or pivoting or maybe being flighty or multi-passionate is sort of like this wrong way of being. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, what I've learned to embrace about myself has been, that's actually a part of who I am. Yeah. Like, and one of the, the, one of the things that got, that helped me to realize that was when I was first introduced to human design, which is a whole other thing. We didn't even really talk about this before, but it was a big part of it because my human design. Is that I am a manifesting generator and in that I'm multi-passionate and that is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm always supposed to be chasing the thing that lights me up because when I do that, I, like you said, spill it out and everybody's like excited about it just as I am excited about it. And when I embrace that, then like everything flows. Yeah. Yeah when I get stuck in my head where I'm like, I don't know, like, should I pivot? Should I, or just start questioning myself. And that's when things kind of get clogged up. Um, and that's not everybody's, you know, design. It's not everybody's designed to be multi, multi multi-passionate or all of that. But I would say that probably a lot of, a lot, well, manifesting generators are like that's what I am population. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of probably even the listeners are manifesting generators And if they find themselves feeling really multi-passionate and, you know, creative and wanting to have their hand in all these things, probably a sign that, you know, you're supposed to, and it's okay.
0: I couldn't agree more. I'm absolutely, well, I am. And well, I want to touch on human design, but I'm a manifesting generator too. And I I've been told, can't you just pick one thing? And, you know, why are you switching around all the time Uh, uh, and on many, (laughs) many levels. And it's because I'm interested in those things. You know, I don't, I can't imagine just doing one thing, going to like going to work at the bank or something like, I mean, no offense, because I would have great honor for anybody that could do that, exactly. but that's just not me. Yeah. And I think at certain points in our life, we think we are supposed to figure out all those things and have all those answers and, and kind of know how to show up in all those ways. And then we realize, oh, we can be ourselves. And I think that comes with mm. age and work and experience and, and just grace.
1: Yeah, I definitely think I agree with that. Age definitely has helped me to realize a lot of things. I mean, you just, when you're younger, you don't realize, you don't realize how much you don't know. And then as you get older, you're like, wow, yeah, I was so cute. I thought I knew everything. (laughs) Um, But even in my career as a teacher, there would have been a time when I would have been like, I'm never going to be any, I'm always going to be a teacher. And
0: Mm. I would
1: see or hear people talk about changing careers or, you know, pip, pivoting. And I was, it was like terrifying to me. Um, but now that I've learned a different way, it's very freeing.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, and it is terrifying. You know, what about when you're scared? What are things you can do to, to kind of shift it?
1: Well, people aren't going to like this answer, but <laughs> it's embracing it, you know, yeah. kind of like what I said before, but it really is like feeling through whatever the feeling is. If it's fear, then why is it scary? Um, And really identifying and naming those things. And even, even sometimes like exploring, what, what's the worst possible scenario? What am I scared of? Mm -hmm. Kind of letting your brain go that way. So you Mm -hmm. can kind of explore it and, and see that it's really maybe not as scary as what your brain's trying to convince you that it is. Yeah. You know, our brains want to keep us safe. That's right. the the primitive part of our our brain is is to keep us from, you know, being separated from the pack or from going hungry or, you know, any of those things and it wants to keep us safe, so it's going to do that at all costs and we have to realize that we have the prefrontal cortex part of our brain that's been developed so that we can be free of those you know, final decision-making skills and go beyond that and realize that if I make this decision, yeah, it feels scary, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to die.
0: Right. You know, it just means that I might have to sit in this discomfort and, but guess what's on the other side, you know?
1: Yeah. Sitting in the discomfort has been, oh, it's hard. It's It's really hard, but what I've realized is that it actually doesn't last as long as we, you know, think it's going to last. Like, but if I sit in the discomfort, then I'm going to feel, Oh, and then how long is it going to last and and all of these things. But if you just allow it to be there, then it passes really quickly. And um, sometimes I refer to it as the refiner's fire mm. of like being in the middle of it and feeling really uncomfortable and really maybe even in pain,
0: mm-hmm. but on the
1: other side of it, you're creating this beautiful product.
0: Ooh, I like that. The yeah. refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I think um, I'm one that's really adept at compartmentalizing and I realized it was not serving me at all. And mm-hmm. yes, if you're going to look at those things that you're shoving under the rug, then then you might not like what you see. And
1: yes. um
0: but the best thing about it is like, you're, you're doing something about it. So on the other side is, yeah, is, is a, is a better solution I've, well, I've found.
1: The other thing too, is that, that I have found is that you can sweep those things under the rug, but eventually they're going to show up. Yeah. And um, when they show up like that, they sometimes are more than what we have anticipated or can expect and can feel very chaotic and they just sort of spill out in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that can be challenging.
0: Tell us a little bit about human design from your point of view, since some people might not be familiar with what that is.
1: Yes. It's so cool. And I've been doing a lot of studying and learning more about it so that I can help more of my clients understand themselves. So it's really this exploration of Mm self-discovery that, you can do through your human design and essentially human design is a very intricate system for coming to understand how you were designed. Um, it combines, uh, the I Ching, the Chinese I Ching with, um, astrology and the, um, Hindu chakra system. And together, all three of those compose what's called the body graph. And in the body graph, a lot of people will look at it and I remember the first time I saw it. I don't know if you remember, but like, it's, it's like, what am I looking at? Yeah, for sure. What in the world is this? And then someone comes and tells you and is like, you're a manifesting generator. And that means da, 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 da. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's totally me.
0: Yeah. It's wild. Um,
1: it is wild. Um, it tells you. So the most important pieces of it is that it tells you how you can make decisions It tells you how you can understand when things are not in alignment for yourself. Um, And it also tells you about just your energy type, Mm -hmm. which that's what the manifesting generator type is. Um, And in knowing those those core pieces, um, it can really help you discern the directions that you're going to go with your life. But for me, what it was really, what it really did in the very beginning was it, it gave me permission to just be me Mm,
0: Um,
1: instead of judging myself for being multi-passionate or having like all of these different things that I was interested in. I was like, Oh, okay. I can just, I can embrace that. That's actually not some of the things that I thought were weaknesses um, about me, things that maybe I had judged myself for, Became pieces of me that were actually gifts and strengths that I could yeah. use.
0: Right. So because you thought so along the way doesn't mean that's true. Or someone yeah. told you that. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're conditioned a certain way, you know, in society to, we have to be this way and we have to make decisions this way and our life has to look like this. And what human design does is it really allows you to unpack a lot of that and realize where you've been conditioned versus where you were how you were uniquely and divinely designed to
0: be. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's really cool. I love that you are doing more of that and digging into it for your work too, because I would think that would help a lot just just in the conversation and the guiding of, of yeah. people that you do.
1: I find a lot of creatives are very um in tune with spirituality and when they're given these like pieces of information about themselves, then they can really embrace that. And there it seems almost, I think sometimes it can seem sort of counterintuitive like how would learning about myself make me a better whatever um but it really does because when you can when you can embrace who you really are then then you can show up more confidently. Yeah. Um, and there is power in that, right? We know that confidence, is a big factor in being able to be successful. Yeah. Um, But confidence doesn't just come from thin air. You know, we have to really understand who we are and understand why we are the way we are um, and where those conditioning pieces come, come in or where even like life experiences Mm -hmm. have impacted the way that, that we live our lives today. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all of that's related, especially in business, especially, you know, in the work that we do as human beings, whatever that work is,
0: absolutely, I think it is, and 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 it's also something that can ebb and flow. Like yesterday might not have been a day full of confidence, and you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how do you use those tools and and look into yourself and and continue on that path that you want to be on or or choose to change? You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this ever evolving. Process and accepting that there's not going to be, it's not going to always be roses and rainbows, you know, Um, accepting that those feelings, being scared or feeling fearful or doubting yourself, there's going to be moments of that. And that's very human and normal, Um, but allowing yourself to embrace it and accept it and sit with the discomfort of it will allow you to process it and move through it.
0: Do you have ways that you recommend cultivating your own worth from within, say, versus seeking outside validation? Because I think so often, especially with social media and um, groups that we're in or whatever, we're either personally looking for validation for ourselves or sort of seeking it from others. So any tips on, Mm -hmm. on going within with that?
1: I've had to be really ruthless about who I follow on social media. I like that you brought that up because I've had to unfollow and mute a lot of people and not in a a negative way, but in a very loving way. Like there are people that I really love the Mm -hmm. content that they put out there, but so much so to a point where I'm questioning my own ability and I realized that that isn't helpful to my own mindset, my own beliefs about myself, Mm -hmm. especially in this place where I am really doing the work of of cultivating that belief. I know that it's really important to discern what I allow as input into my mind. Um, So that's been a big one. I mean, just giving, if you need permission, this is your permission slip right now to unfollow or mute whoever you feel like is not Serving you, um, in a way that you feel like you should. Your yeah. feed on Instagram or Facebook or wherever should be of things that inspire you to show up and and live in your full essence. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're if if you're finding yourself scrolling and you're like, ooh, questioning, or you get that little sort of seed of doubt, that's a, probably a sign that you can unfollow or you can mute that person Mm. for your own good. Good
0: tip. Yeah. Yeah. And muting. Yeah. And then that's just for you that they don't see, Oh my gosh, I've been unfollowed by someone or you're just quieting that, that challenge. Yeah. I mean challenge
1: people like coaches that I have had that I have had to do that for Mm -hmm. because I want so much to, you know, maybe resemble what they're doing or I'm inspired by what they're doing, but what's actually happening is it's, it's causing some doubt in myself. And Mm. I realized that at all costs, the belief that I have in myself is the number one thing that I need to cultivate right now. So if I, a lot of times we will um, mask it as like wanting to get inspiration, right? wanting to feel inspired the way that i have found the most true inspiring or the things that i have found to be the most tr- truly inspiring have not been other people's content right um have really been allowing myself to step away shut mm-hmm. off all the noise unplug if you will right. and tap into my own wisdom
0: mm, well said mm. yeah absolutely yeah. that is where it comes from, even though we may feel like we're growing or changing or we don't have, we're not where we want to be. It's, it's our own gut, you know, voice that's telling us what we love, what we don't. And and we have to quiet it enough to listen to that, I think.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't even realize what it is that they want. They see something, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And think that that's what they want. um, But they're not in tune enough with their own inner wisdom to be able to realize that that's probably not really what it is that they want. So how do you get that? You have to turn down the noise, you know, turn the yeah. volume way, way down and sit with it. I I heard something so cool about um, meditating mm-hmm. that I, I have to share it because I've struggled with meditating in a lot of different ways. Like, Oh my gosh, like I've got to sit there and, you know, clear my mind. And that's so hard because I always have a million things running through my mind. Cause again, I'm a manifesting generator and they always go. But what I've realized is that meditating is the way that your inner wisdom gets to speak to you.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: So when you sit with yourself And meditating doesn't have to be perfect and it never will be perfect, but if you allow yourself to be still and you quiet your mind as much as you can, or just practice the quieting of your mind, your inner wisdom will speak to you.
0: Yeah. It really, really, really will. (laughs) And I, I used to think, oh, I can't do that because I have to get into a certain, you know, I have to quiet my mind and I can't quiet my mind, you know, or Mm -hmm. that whole conversation. And really Mm it's, it's, I've found it's almost more like where's your where are your thoughts taking you where's your mind taking you and if you can mm-hmm. can find a place to go that's a familiar starting place and just kind of put some thoughts in there mm-hmm. I mean that's that's kind of vague but it, it's manageable it's doable mm-hmm. and it helps
1: And you know something else I'm practicing still meditating mm-hmm. and that is something that I've never really done very well with but i'm like challenging myself to to get there but i don't think that meditating always has to be that mm-hmm. um a lot of times when i've been able to um i call it like opening my channel mm-hmm. to my higher self or to my inner wisdom has been when i'm driving or been when i am doing laundry or cleaning the kitchen or um different things like that so i'm busy with my hands but my mind is allowing what when i'm busy with my hands it's allowing my mind to be still
0: i love that and then
1: that is when i am able to really take in some of that inner wisdom
0: yeah i think i would think many listeners might be thinking hey i i kind of zone out when i'm painting or when mm-hmm. i'm you know doing something creative walking you know w- whatever it is but certainly studio time or creative time, you you have to get in that Zen state. I mean, it helps. <laughs> I it does.
1: It. But I think what's interesting is that a lot of, the. so I've worked with some artists right now, so, um, and that's been so cool um, and really eye-opening. And some of what I've realized is that as creative and as free-spirited as artists can be, there's still this element of like control and system mm-hmm. and um just step by step that that maybe the world or the 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 higher you know powers that be are kind of telling them that they need to take and i think that there's time and a place for that but i think if your studio time is becoming very regimented that way mm-hmm. you are probably blocking the flow to creativity
0: yeah
1: um if you're not allowing yourself to get in there and play
0: Mm-hmm.
1: then you are not going to be probably creating the way that you want to be. and so if you're getting in there and you're letting yourself just go and you're not focused on a specific outcome or a specific whatever, then you're going to be able to meditate. but if you're in there and you're like I've got to put this piece together for this gallery that I'm doing or you know for this deadline or whatever, then it's going to feel a lot more restricted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it I'd say the same goes along with creating a product that you have to do over and over again, that you, you you might've created out of that space of, you know, oh my gosh, look at this thing and everybody wants it. Then it becomes not, um, doesn't feel creative anymore. It feels like a slog. So, but off it's fantastic and, and wonderful if you can have that product in the world, but you just have to find room to stop and dig back into that creative space so that the next thing can come along for yourself as well. I feel like that's where, that's where the magic is when you can give yourself that time.
1: It's like harmonizing. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard that over balance because balance sort of feels like bullshit. Um, But harmonizing, like allowing there to be time for, you know, those days of, you know, work where you're doing the repetitive thing, but um, harmonizing that with, Allowing you to have time in, in the studio or doing whatever you're doing in a more free flow state. Yeah. That's right. sort of the key.
0: Harmonizing is a great word, I think. You know, one of the things I know we wanted to touch on was, I know we're dancing around, but we haven't really called out success mindset as a as a phrase, as something to kind of you know, pinpoint on. And I think all of this is about success mindset for sure. But what do you think it means to have a success mindset?
1: I love that question. I think that success mindset is when you are able to embody the mindset of the vision of yourself that you want to become the successful creative person that you see yourself Mm. as, Mm. Um, It's not just envisioning it as much as it is embodying it. So, you know, if I see myself as, you know, a successful creative with a very established brand and, you know, maybe I've got multiple streams of income and all of that, it's not just about looking at that and going, that's a really cool picture. It's about going deeper and saying, what is she thinking? Hmm. What is she feeling? What is she um, consuming? what are her habits who is in her her circle right mm-hmm. and not allowing myself to put that off to some far off distance like a success mindset a lot of times we think well i'll be happy when i get to this point when i mm-hmm. when i achieve this goal right. and it's really about embracing that feeling in the now and saying okay who is that version of me that i see And really digging into her and all the little facets of her and saying, okay, how can I embody that today?
0: And that's that mindfulness that if you can get used to asking yourself those questions and being present with that part of you, then it really does help. It really allows you to sit in that positive space and be like, all right, that's what I'm creating. Not only does it help, it's kind of necessary, I think. Well, it's so
1: necessary because we talked about this and I'll use this example because I know you liked it. It's like someone winning the lottery overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden they wake up and they're a multimillionaire
0: Right.
1: and they don't know what to do with the money. Right. And it's usually because they haven't, well, mostly because they haven't had to become or embody the person who is a multimillionaire. Right. Right. So a multimillionaire, like, you know, Jeff Bezos or what's his name Elon Musk oh yeah <laughs> whatever uh, or Oprah let's say right yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll use that example whether you like them or not they've had to do a lot of work around who they become in yeah. order to make that kind of money right in order to have that kind of success mm-hmm. And so that is how they've been able to sort of sustain it right if you wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have all this money you're still the same person you were yesterday. You just have more money in your bank account. yeah. And what are you going to do with that if you're still the same person that you were yesterday who doesn't live and breathe and embody a wealthy individual? Mm -hmm. So it's important.
0: Yeah. And that same mindset for being, for making creativity, your business or whatever it is you might want to do, getting into that gallery or growing in a certain way you want to or whatever Mm -hmm. that might be. You you need to really do some inner brain work and heart work on what that will look like for you and to get to silence those voices of, oh, that's not me.
1: Mm, Yeah, because, yeah, it's like, what's your goal? Is it to get in a gallery? Is it to get your product picked up so that you can turn it into, you know, this thing that's maybe sold in stores or whatever. Um, If that's the goal, then you have to begin to embody that now. Who is that person, right? How does she show up? How does she uh, start her days? How does she think? How does she interact with people? What is she doing? And beginning to embody that in the now is how you're going to get to that place. We always just think like, if we just work harder. If we just explore more avenues or, um, you know, take more courses or consume more content or listen to more podcasts or, um, mm-hmm. you know, watch more YouTube videos, then we'll figure it out. But really it's, what are you doing on an everyday basis to embody the vision of yourself or the goal that you have for yourself?
0: Right. It's really too, true. I've watched, um, some of you out there, you listeners, uh, do this. And I'm not going to mention it, but a couple <laughs> people come to mind where, you know, you're very creative and you you've leaned into many things, but you might be wondering why it's not coming to you. And then I've seen you say, like, no, I'm going to show up in this way. I've taken the class. I'm going to put it to work kind of thing. But it's it's then pulling that in and saying, OK, this is my goal this is how I want to show up. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it in this way and this way and this way. And I'm going to be mindful about it. And I'm going to follow up leads because if that's how it, you want it to be, you can't just sit and wait for it to happen. You have to show up and you you have to get out of your own way. So how are some of the ways you help people, creatives, however they might call themselves, develop that solid mindset foundation? What's that look like and how does it help play into their success and moving forward?
1: Yeah, we in working together, we explore, you know, what the goals are that they want to work towards. Sometimes it's hard to uh, determine even what the
0: goal is. I would say that's very true.
1: Yeah. What is it that you want? And they're like, I don't know, actually, like help. And like a lot of things overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, or there's, you know, the multi passionate. And as someone who's like that, I know the power of like having somebody in your corner who can kind of help you focus on, just one direction at a time. It doesn't mean you have to leave all of those other things aside, but like, okay, you want a goal, you have a goal. Let's focus on this one thing. So we start by really just establishing those goals, but um, then what we get into is, is the, the mindset, you know? Um, And so it's just really becoming aware of it first. A lot of people aren't even aware of the thoughts that they have about, about themselves or about their work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it's, surprising. And I mean I was the same way though like oh mm-hmm. I have these thoughts that aren't serving me that mm-hmm. are actually keeping me stuck that are the reason why I keep going in a million different directions in a not healthy way um and why I keep consuming content that is continuing to aid my overwhelm. Um and so we begin by really just exploring those and it feels really slow and and very sort of oversimplified, but it's important to sit with the awareness of those thoughts and mm-hmm. the power that they have, um, in, in what you are attempting to achieve or accomplish. We also dive into human design together. Cool. Um, I found that to be so powerful in, The So we look at the thoughts, we look at the conditioning, which um, is a big part of the thoughts and the stories that we carry.
0: Conditioning is a huge part of it. I agree.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then what we do is we begin to unpack who they were created to be, who they were divinely designed to be. And they begin to give themselves permission Mm. to embody that. And then that's where we really start to work on, okay, what are the, what are, how can we move forward with this? Or how can we, um, pivot these thoughts or adjust these thoughts, um, so that they're helpful so that the outcomes that you're getting are not the same outcomes that you've been getting, um, that they're more focused towards your goals. Um, and the way that we do that looks different for everybody based on their human design. Mm. Is what I have found because like, for me, it's going to look one way for you. It's going to look another, even though we're both, we're both manifesting generators, there are different, like little nuances within our charts that are going to create a very unique path for us. And that is really a critical part of it. Um, and understanding that nobody else has your path. No one else has your path. No one else has your work. No one else can do what you do. Like you do it. Right. And I've heard that so many times, but when you look at it in through the lens of human design and through the lens of your just unique ability to be who you are, yeah, it's really incredible. So we use that as the foundation and then we, you know, work on action taking and mm. sometimes it it looks different for everybody. And sometimes we go back to the mindset, right. Of, if the action isn't happening the way that we want it to, or the outcome's not coming the way we want it to, then let's re-examine the thoughts that were happening around that. Um, And it's really just building this habit around understanding how your brain works and how your thoughts are impacting your feelings and your actions and your results.
0: I love that. And, and it, that really is the basis of it. it. If you go back to, I mean, yes, certainly if, if you're a creative and you're trying to figure out how to get your work out there, you might have to work on, you know, lettering or whatever, making a pattern or, or stretching a canvas, whatever it might be. However, underneath it all is the mindset, all of it. So it's, it's like, you know, trying to serve an unbaked cake, you know, you, you, you need to work from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And and I love that we're talking about this. And that's why you and I felt like, well, let's get back on those airwaves. Because I just mm-hmm. feel like I, I've certainly been doing a lot of work in this. That's my been my goal this year. And I kind of fell into it because I kind of reached a point where it was... Hit me in the face. <laughs> I feel like that's
1: how it is for a lot of people because that's how it was for me too. It was like, oh, okay, I can't go anywhere else until I do this.
0: Yeah. Like oh dang it. <laughs> I've been avoiding it. I didn't want to do
1: it, but okay, fine.
0: Oh, I know. And how do you think, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, touching on how it can limit potential and how if you win the lottery, you know, what do you do with that money? But you know, what are some some things you've seen that, where it's taken someone and kind of open that up for them? Because Mm -hmm. if you don't realize you need it, you might not realize how it can really start to open things up. So how do you think it limits creative potential or potential at all? And what kind of tactics can you use to, to start to lean in?
1: Mm, I love this really just, okay. So I'll give an example. I have a, a client who's an artist who has been going to different shows and have been somewhat successful at some of those shows. Um, but we talked a little bit about her, her desire for those to really kind of be profitable for her. And I asked her to really think about a time when she's had a show that was really profitable. Right. And she thought about that and I said, okay, tell me what, what was it about how you felt that day? And she wasn't putting the correlation together between the show and the, and how she felt and what the profitability was, but I just asked her to tap into her feeling that day. And she was a oh, well, it was just really like, I was enjoying it. I was having fun. I was talking to people. I was really not really worried about selling a bunch of stuff. And then I had the best show ever. And so I said, okay, so we want to rec- recreate that, right? We want So what I want you to do when you're going into your next show is I want you to really consider that feeling of really just enjoying it and having fun and detaching yourself from the outcome. Because the reason we want anything really, or the reason we don't want things is to feel a certain way.
0: Yeah. We get so attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. I can think of a few things right now where I'm extremely attached to
1: the outcome. Yeah. (laughs) So, I encouraged her to just do that. To just honestly, it was more about I was like, okay, this might be hard for you. So, let's just trick your brain into like, just go and have fun. Like, just go play. Yeah. Just go play. And she did that and she had her best show ever.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: And so, when we came back together the next week, I was like, okay, so how did it go? And she was like, oh my goodness, it was so great. And I said, okay, we've got to stop and we've got to really celebrate this moment because what you did gave you this result and that is something we have to recognize and we have to celebrate and so when it comes to opening up the possibility that's just a small example of the power of of how you approach different opportunities and situations Um, for another client it's been more about this sometimes the results are intangible Sometimes the results are not making more money right now. Sometimes the results are feeling free Mm. from the pressure of needing to create this specific
0: outcome. hundred percent.
1: Yep. And so that doesn't always sound or sell very sexy. Like Mm. when you're talking to people and you're like, okay, well, the results aren't necessarily going to be that you're going to make millions of dollars the results could be that you just feel a lot less pressure and you actually feel more free and aligned with what you're doing and how you're doing it. But to be honest, for those of us who have experienced that,
0: that's incredible. It is. And that kind of harkens back to, or goes back to allow yourself that time to, well, the creative conversation we were having where you allow yourself time to just create. So if you're, if in turn you are saying, I'm not going to focus on the outcome, I'm going to focus on the process or the journey Mm -hmm. or the way I feel today, or just enjoying it, that's when you're letting other things in, you know, you're not. Yeah. Because we don't know the outcome. We know what we'd like the outcome to be, Mm -hmm. but it's, there's so many other variables that play in. It's not Mm -hmm. up to us all the time.
1: Yeah. Most of the time relinquishing control which is hard um but also it's that embodying of of the the person you want to be a successful person right um and allowing yourself to feel the happiness and the joy and the playfulness and the excitement all right here right now because those feelings don't have to exist in some future place they can exist for you now um And I think we miss out on that a lot because we're so focused on that goal that we have. And we can have that goal. We can have that vision, but it doesn't mean we have to suffer for it now.
0: You know, I want to spend a minute on that because that is so true. So often we're thinking, I need to just put my head down so I I get to X, Y, or Z, you know, Mm -hmm. become this thing I'm imagining or have this success I want or be seen by this person or whatever it is, but if you can just call where you are enough for today or part of the process or look at it for the beautiful thing that it is, that you're here doing this thing that you want to be doing or, or working towards that, then isn't that fantastic? Isn't it great that you are, you know, right here where you are today?
1: Isn't that what it's all about too? Yeah. Because for a lot of creatives they got into the work either as a result of maybe being in a very restrictive environment and they wanted that or because they felt so compelled that it was just a part of who they were that they needed to express themselves and it felt really good and it felt really free and it felt really empowering and it felt really inspiring And then what do we do when we begin to feel that we want to, you know, start to make money as a result. It's like we put all these restrictions on it and then it does the exact opposite. It's not going to do anything because it needs to be let free and you need to tap into the fun of it again, the playfulness of it again, because that's where the spirit of creativity lives and that's yeah. where the money is going to come from, too. Yeah. The world tells us no, we've got to put all these borders on things. And we've got to work really hard and we've got to bust our rear ends and we've got to do XYZ and da 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 da. da and we can't be happy until and all of these things. But that's all this big illusion. Like yeah. we can embrace and love and play exactly where we are now. And that's how abundance comes.
0: Ah, it is. And sometimes it's just exactly, it's so much more fun. It, not sometimes, it is more fun if you can just appreciate where you are. Yeah. And just be like, oh, wow, great. It's raining. I'm going to put on this scarf that I haven't been able to wear for months or whatever. You know, it's like, and I'm going to just tuck in and instead of, oh, I have to do all these things in order to get over there. Oh, so valuable. It really is. You know, I read um I was on so, someone's social media. I'm gonna scoot back to social media for a second because this reminded me okay. of this thought. Um and they were saying, Oh, you know, the algorithms changed again, blah, blah, blah. And and you know, we could be super grumpy about it, but but mm-hmm. this particular person, I I'm sorry I can't remember who it is, but or who it was, but they said, you know, I started Instagram back in the day as a place to keep my memories for myself and for my kids or my family or my friends, whatever. It's a diary. It's a visual diary for me. Mm -hmm. And if I can remember that and realize that that's what I was doing, to be able to look back and say, oh my gosh, remember when we stopped for that ice cream cone on that hot day? Or remember when I picked that certain flower and I tried to sketch it and it was all wonky or whatever, instead of it has to look a certain way to attract a certain person, then really it's putting yourself in that same place in that same place of exactly where I am is fine and great and wonderful and, and sparkling, you know, and, and just might be a little helpful thing on getting you past, oh, I, I can't post that, you know or whatever it is. I can't think that way. I can't apply for that show. I'm not ready. I can't post my portfolio yet. It's not ready. I can't reach out to that client yet to see mm-hmm. or that gallery. Cause I'm not ready. Well, we're I, always changing.
1: We always are. And there's always going to be one other thing that's going to keep you from being ready. Always. always. Every single it's, time. It's like when people, like when you're thinking about starting a family, if you're in that space, and yeah. it's like we're not ready yet we're not ready and it's like you're never ready we are be never ready, ready. <laughs> you are never ready
0: so. right and the other cool thing about it too is the the people that can join you along the way and say oh hey i'm in that place too or i see you or i love that thing that you're doing right now and and kind of that encourages you to go forward and and move along if we you know when we met each other, we were at a point where we were working on ourselves and figuring things out. And now we're at a different point of doing it. that. But wasn't it great to watch each other um, yeah. our where we were at the time and be able to support that along the way? And that's Absolutely. the whole point. That's the whole point. I think
1: there's so much to value in the greater good for everybody when you show up imperfectly because you never know who's going to take something away from that like people need what you have to to offer um whether you believe it's perfect or not they need it now where it's at and if you hold on to those gifts it's withholding that from someone else
0: yeah yeah.
1: I think that's a really powerful way to look at even just sharing on social media. Of like, if I don't feel ready or I don't feel perfected or polished enough, it's like, well, what if someone that I actually have this belief that there's always somebody out there, at least one person who's who needs what I have that's on my heart. Yeah. And for creatives, it can be, you know, what you've written or what you've visually created, however, you've created it. I do believe that people need it, you know, it provides comfort, provides, um, inspiration, empowerment,
0: whatever. I agree. And sometimes I think that that circles back to that thing where what if somebody doesn't like it? Well, guess what? If you put it out there, you're going to find your people. And if you say that thing, you're scared to say, or you, or show that artwork you're, you weren't wanting you weren't sure about or whatever. You will mm-hmm. find the people that love it and and they'll just support you in it all the more. And and it will mm-hmm. continue to encourage you to do the things that you are really wanting to do.
1: And actually the people that don't love it aren't meant for you. Right. So why bring them along? That's just gonna be <laughs> extra, extra weight, right? You don't hmm. Those are not people that are meant for you. And you can say that in a very loving way because they're meant for someone else.
0: Right. And And you're you're compromising yourself if you're, mm -hmm. if you're, you know, bending to that certain level to make them happy too.
1: Mm -hmm. And I, I really believe that in the sense that you were uniquely designed exactly how you were designed. And that is very true. Even when we're talking about the people in your circle. You were designed a certain way so that you could be connected with these people and those other people that aren't maybe in total alignment with that are designed a certain way to be connected with someone else. And so when you embrace all your little idiosyncrasies, all the little things that make you you that sometimes you think are weird or wrong or whatever, those are the things that are going to bring all of those people to you.
0: What a really good reminder that is. Listen to that again. It's just we keep trying to show up in a certain way. And the most important thing is to show up in ways that are you and those people will stay or go depending on on the right connections. You know, I was going to ask, people might be wondering, what are some of, do you have any favorite strategies or exercises you use or suggest for kind of staying on this road and, and maintaining a success mindset or like, okay, I can do this. I can get up and do this again. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards that goal. Do you have any sort of favorite things to lean into?
1: One of the tools that I use with my clients is called the thought model. And this comes from a woman named Brooke Castillo, who's the founder of the Life Coach School. And her work is based on the work of Byron Katie, who is a wonderful woman who's done a lot of foundational work in the personal development space. And the thought model is something I go back to a lot um, when I am struggling. And I help my clients go back to that too um, when they're struggling. And so what it does is it introduces the idea that everything's a circumstance. Um, You know, I was just going over this with a client right before a call. So I was using the example of like, I woke up late today, right? I woke up an hour late. That's a circumstance. Now I'm going to have a thought about that circumstance. Whatever that thought is, is going to determine how I feel. Mm -hmm. So if my thought is I've totally ruined my day, then what kind of feeling is that going to produce? Mm -hmm. Probably not a very good one right. Probably something on a lower vibration. Yeah. Um, which what, how do I show up when I'm feeling, you know, maybe frustrated or anxious, I'm going to show up in that sort of state. I'm going to maybe snap at some people, be short with people. I'm going to, um, maybe I'm going to procrastinate or just avoid doing anything altogether, which the outcome of that is, is probably the opposite of what I actually really want, right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and so the thought model goes through um, starting with circumstance. So it starts with the C C line. There's lines, um, and then it is your thoughts. So that's the T line, and then your thoughts create your feelings. That's the F line. Mm. Feelings produce your action or your inaction, and that's the A line. Mm. And then your actions or inactions are what create your results. And that's the R line. Nice. What's really cool about this is you can also fill it in. Like if you have a specific um, feeling that you're wanting to feel, you can write that feeling in and then you can work on like, okay, what's the thought that will help me feel that feeling. Mm. Um, Or if you have a specific result, you can kind of back it up there, but really the power's in the thoughts and the feelings because your thoughts create your feelings. And then, when you're feeling a certain way, that's how action or inaction is created. So,
0: oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, we go back to that a lot.
0: I think it's just such a good way to break it down because you can say, okay, what's my, what's this little model that I'm going to use? Mm-hmm. And it's a reminder that you're just human and you're in one of those places again and just back up, unwind. You can change then- your thoughts. I love to journal. I love to journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot
1: of creative people do. Um, and so just allowing myself time to process like how I'm feeling every day. Um, you know, what I'm thinking about. Uh, that's a really I always go back to this too with my clients and I feel like sometimes they're like, okay, I get the picture, but like journaling is just a really um therapeutic way to process a lot of things.
0: Um, Well, I would imagine as a coach and and working with creatives and and whomever it is that, you know, however people call themselves, you probably see some common challenges that we as humans designed, however we are, are faced mm -hmm. with every day. And does that help um, help you to help? your clients, just knowing that it's like, Oh, here's that here, here it comes. <laughs> I can, I can see yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah.
1: Usually it, it is very common that it is, um, a work self-worth, mm. um, belief okay. that there is like, I'm unworthy. And that usually stems from things that have happened, you know, in the past, which I know we kind of like joke about like the childhood trauma yeah. stuff, but it's so true, it does impact yeah. like our lives and our businesses. Truly. Um and so in my work, we don't necessarily spend time there, but we look at it, we see how it's impacted the thoughts and beliefs that we have. But um the the worthiness is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um uh fear of failure is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and we spend and honestly, the fear of failure I don't think ever goes away,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it lives there. Um, but it's learning to let failure fear of failure come along for the ride without giving it the power to make any decisions. Oh, nice. Um I'm listening to Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic right now and she talks mm-hmm. about how she lets fear come along for the ride and she makes it sit in the back seat and it can't choose the the music or um do the map or um have any decision making, you know, ability, but it, like it can come along, it's sitting in the back seat, but like that's all it's good. That's all it's going to get. And I love it because I'm like that's so true because it's just there and it's like you it's like taking action in spite of that. So we work on Um, really just normalizing that it's going to be there and that it's okay that it's there. Um, and then moving forward anyway, Mm -hmm. um, taking action anyway. Um, and then with the worth self-worth stuff, I think a lot of us don't realize that everyone else is really struggling with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we just give it the attention that it wants and it needs, Um, And that's where human design really comes in really powerfully is like, if you're struggling with self-worth understanding that you were divinely designed is a beautiful message to receive. Um, And I think it can apply no matter what spiritual belief you hold.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which is very handy because we're all human. We all Mm -hmm. came here a certain way. And just to give ourselves that reminder that you are, just exactly how you are supposed to be. That person over there is just exactly how they're supposed to be. Parts of you are going to mesh in certain ways and parts aren't. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Tell us how we can learn more about you and work with you. What does that look like?
1: Um, You can come follow me on Instagram. Uh I am the Anna Huff over there. And then I also have a Facebook group called Mindset and Marketing. It's been a lot of different things. So maybe it was called something else on the last podcast, but you can find me there <laughs> at Mindset and Marketing right now. Um I'm not gonna say that it won't ever change because it's changed a no, lot. Yeah, that's and,
0: we're giving that permission right yeah, here.
1: Right. I've even thought recently about changing the name, but I'm not going to. I'll let you guys find it first. <laughs> And I'm working on some events that are going to be happening inside the Facebook group. So you'll want to be in there. I think that'll be a really great place to find me. But if you're not on Facebook, come find me on Instagram and you can work with me in a couple of different ways. I do one-on-one sessions in a six-month capacity typically, but for new clients, I like to give them the opportunity to dip their toes in and kind of see what it's like first Um, and so I'm actually offering a three month opportunity to work with me there too. And so we just kind of establish what your goals are. We will start off with your human design chart. That's a new thing I'm doing, which I'm really excited about starting with that. And then kind of working through the things that are coming up for you and using the tools and the awareness of your human design to really begin to find alignment and make decisions that feel good for you.
0: I love that. Yeah, I've found really that it takes more than obviously one time to dig into some of the things that people are concerned about or having issues with when I do those one-on-ones and things too. And I love it when someone is sort of realizing that they need to dig into something, you know, so I love that. Yeah, and
1: we spend time in the mindset space, but, and we do that intentionally. That's important. And then we'll explore some of the more practical things, right? Like the things that, you know, maybe it's your strategies for marketing or maybe it's your ideas for, you know, uh, offers or containers that you want to create. And so we'll spend some time in those areas, but we got to start with the mindset stuff because sometimes th- those other pieces change yeah. once we've developed the foundation of mindset. Mm. Um, sometimes those focuses change. So it's
0: true. What a great combination though. You know, it really is. I was sitting with my sister the other day. She had said yes to a quick coaching call just to find out about somebody. It was a, you know, free opportunity. And and this gal did social media stuff. And so my sister Shelly said, well, I'd love to sign up for half an hour and learn, learn about reels, doing reels. And I happened to be sitting next to her at the time and was trying not to listen in too much. But this great gal came on and said, okay, it says you want to learn about Reels, but let's talk about your business and, you know, kind of how it's going and who you're working with and what you, where you want to be. And the whole conversation turned around to like, okay, what's really going on with you? How are you doing? (laughs) They never did get to Reels, of course, because it turned into Let's start with the foundations of where you are and how you're wanting to show up. And is that working for you? And can I help you with any of that? And it was just a reminder of like, oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) We can't uh, back to cake. I guess I'm in a cake mood, but you can't ice the cake before you have the cake. And it was just a really it was really cool the way the conversation unfolded.
1: Yeah, it's so true. A lot of times I'll have people come to me and they'll be like, well, I want help with my content. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But first let's talk about your business and let's talk like all of those things. And it always ends up going in like this crazy direction that is necessary, but usually very unexpected.
0: I love that. That's where the magic is.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. Who's inspiring you these days? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, I really am loving listening to this big magic book by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, but I also have to say Okay. So I'll add her. She's great. And just listening to her take on creativity has been really good, but also listening to the work of Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every time I tap in there, I walk away and I feel so grounded and so aligned. It's just really good. So I've been, I've been listening to a lot of their stuff and that's been really helping, you know, to inspire me. So.
0: Oh, that's a good tip. Out. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that from a minute that's I've been wanting sometimes I'm up in the middle of the night and I start thinking about too much and I need something like that to listen to this just like quiets my mind but makes me think about something other than true crime or whatever it is <laughs> like, oh my gosh that's so
1: funny <laughs> yeah like falling asleep to true crime maybe not no that's no not a good to, idea
0: that's such a good idea I'm gonna go dig back into Abrahamics there's some you. good stuff yeah. yeah you're welcome thank you. Yeah. Any other last thoughts or words for, for all these people wondering who you are? Mm.
1: Just know that you are divinely designed exactly how you were supposed to be. And you have a very powerful and specific purpose here on this earth. And I believe that. And if you don't believe it yet, that's okay. I'll hold belief for you. And if you'd like to tap into some of that and you need a little help with it, then I'm here to support you.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Sell Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.